0: This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to a Guided Life podcast, where we talk about all things spirit and life. I'm your host, Laura West. Follow me on Facebook at guidedwest11, on Instagram at guidedwest, and on Twitter at laurawest111. I also have a website at www.laurawest.net where you can download a free guide on how to meet your own spirit guides. My book Guided is available on Amazon and it's about soul teams, intuition, mediumship, and spiritual tools such as oracle and tarot cards, crystals, pendulums, and so much more. My guest today is Dr. Cameron Martin. Cam is a self-realization teacher. He works with spiritually awakened humans who are hungry to know their life's purpose. He helps these people, regardless of where they are on their personal spiritual journey, to finally discover their soul's purpose and live fully aligned with their higher self so they can experience a life of clarity, meaning, and fulfillment. Hi, Cam. Thanks so much for being here today.
1: Hi, Laura. Thank you for having me.
0: So I am curious to start with your PhD. What did you get your PhD in? (laughs)
1: I earned my PhD in leadership studies, which may seem slightly interesting, considering that my work is in spirituality, (laughs) but it is an interesting journey.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. So what made you decide to even get your PhD? Some people might do that like as a certification. A PhD is a lot of work. So what was the drive or motivation behind that?
1: It is a lot of work. So I feel like <laughs> I always knew I would earn a PhD at some point. But you kind of have to back up to the year 2018, if I can share the story. Of course. I was a high school business teacher. And at that point, I had earned my MBA. And I was also completing a master's in school leadership. Wow. So I was no stranger to school. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, my intention, my plan was school leadership um, to become a principal or a superintendent eventually. Oh. And so this is very much where my life trajectory was on. However, the year 2018 was also the year I had my dark night of the soul uh-huh. where things were just not great. And in a matter of two weeks, everything in my life changed wow. from relationship to job, where I was living, family stuff. I moved from Massachusetts to San Diego Mm. for this program. So yeah, I got into the PhD program in leadership studies thinking I'll be a superintendent or I'll be a school founder. And so I did that. I moved across the country, experienced my dark night at the soul which is no doubt exactly what 2018 was. And then eventually I continued in that program, but that's where astrology came into my life and that colored my PhD. So do you want to know about that? Please. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) share. Yeah. So As I sort of alluded to, 2018 was just really intense and everything, I mean everything in my life changed in two weeks. And when I finally landed in San Diego, I wasn't doing okay, like not at all. And I was no stranger to tarot readings and psychics. I had plenty of them in my life, but somebody said to me, why don't you go have an astrology reading? Maybe they can help you. And I was like, uh... Okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> that sounds fine. I knew a little bit about astrology, like basically the stuff people read in horoscopes on websites and things like that.
0: Right, but right.
1: Not that much. I probably did look at my free chart too online, mm-hmm. but I said, okay, sure, yeah, maybe if somebody can help me figure out what I'm moving through and then I'll do it. So I booked my reading with. This woman, her name is Debbie, and she's reading my birth chart. And it was the most profound experience of my life where I really felt for the first time seen, like acknowledged for who I was as a soul on this earth with a mission and that my life was important. And she was able to see what i was moving through and she said to me oh actually you're at the beginning of a spiritual awakening (laughs) i said oh is that true (laughs) she said yeah the next two years of your life are going to change everything pretty dramatically and i said uh okay here i am wondering like am i getting back together with that boyfriend
0: Oh, it's much deeper than that. (laughs) She's
1: like, no, you're definitely not. And I was like, okay. But I remember feeling like, wow, this is so profound, this tool. How does she know this about me? How does she see this? And I asked her, I said, do you teach? She said, yeah, I do. I said, well, will you teach me? And she goes, no. I'm like, excuse me? (laughs) I'm like, "Uh, okay. She's like, no, you don't need me. She said, you are your own teacher. And in a few years time, you'll be better than me. And I thought. Uh I don't know if that's right. Did you hear me just investing six figures in a PhD like this is <laughs> not this wasn't really part of the plan. So, <laughs> I walked away feeling amazing and also confused, but I'm an academic and I like to learn. So, basically the fire was lit within me to study. So, I picked up any book I possibly could on astrology, watched a bunch of YouTube videos, took little courses, anything I could and Honestly, Laura, the experience was much less about me learning something brand new. And the best way to describe it was that it was much more about me remembering what my soul already knew from other times and places. And so I just kind of kept learning and studying. And at the end of that year, so this is 2018, I went back home to see my family for Christmas and basically anyone that would let me friends, family, can I read your birth chart? Can I read your birth chart? They're like, yeah, sure, whatever. (laughs) And then they were all, every single one of them was having these experiences that sounded like, Whoa, how do you know that? Or, Hey, how can you see that? And I was honestly, totally floored and was living in the realm of imposter syndrome, because how do I even sure. know this? You know, Sure. I remember I had a couple really profound conversations with people. At that point, I recognized, oh, there is something here. This is a gift that I have. And this is something that I'm supposed to be sharing with the world. Now, mind you, going back early 2019, living my life, doing my leadership courses, I had my spiritual awakening in February of 2019, and I was in a program. It was like a personal development program. And during that weekend, I experienced what the yogis and the sages talk about the state of samadhi or, you know, total bliss or no mind where the ego totally disappears. And I knew myself as oneness and all that is. It was crazy cool.
0: Yeah, sounds (laughs) amazing.
1: (laughs) And it lasted for maybe 36 hours, if not. Wow, not, really? Maybe not even that long. Yeah, 24 hours, maybe. I not know
0: it could last that long. <laughs>
1: Wow. Well, it la okay, it lasted very strongly for five or six Damn. hours. And then I was <laughs> starting to fade. But I remember thinking, Oh my god, this is incredible and this is who I really am or what I really am or you know, if that's even the proper word, right? There's no word to truly describe. Sure. But I knew my essence energetically. And so After that, it was so clear that I was on this planet for a spiritual reason. Now, I've always been very spiritual. I grew up deeply religious, but this was something very different. And so I continued on this journey and I continued to learn more about astrology, started to do readings for people. In 2019, I started a business because I was guided. I was will say joined by that entity oh. they came and visited uh-huh. me my business i'm speaking and i got the download what the name of the business was and what i was gonna do and i was like oh okay <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. sure." i was actually in the shower yes <laughs> And the name came to me, Path and Purpose. And when I stepped out of the shower, I knew that I was going to do this very differently than I had ever been taught about business before or how I had ever taught business. Because as I can remind you, I was a business teacher. So... I knew I was going to do it so differently. I didn't know what that meant, but I knew it was going to be different. So I just continued. It was a side hustle for a while. I was still studying for my PhD, but I was starting to ask questions now about astrology and about the role of astrologers as leaders and their roles in society historically and even presently. And mind you, the irony was not lost mm-hmm. on me because my program was at the University of San Diego, which is a Catholic Jesuit institution. So I'm in these <laughs> classrooms. There's crosses over the doors, and I'm asking about. <laughs> mind you, I grew up Catholic, so <laughs> there's that too. But I'm asking these questions about astrology, and it was like very ironic in many ways. It is, yeah, actually, so much so. I mentioned that I grew up in the church. I was a choir director for years in the church. And I actually thought I would be a priest at age 20, 21, something like that. But my identity as a gay man made it very challenging for me Mm. to find acceptance and Mm -hmm. authenticity Mm -hmm. in the church. Like I couldn't be my Mm. authentic self, even though I was singing as a cantor in front of thousands of people on the weekend, you know, I couldn't be me. So here I am at the Catholic (laughs) institution in leadership studies, everybody's out talking about management and leadership, and I'm asking the questions of astrology. As well as <laughs> <laughs> and I definitely made a name for myself, we'll put it that way. Uh, some people thought I was totally nuts, and others thought, wow, this is fascinating. And so I just continued on this thread. I didn't understand why, really, and I didn't fully understand how, but I knew that astrology came into my life. I knew that it was some soul-level gift, and I knew I was meant to share it. And so as my program progressed, I just kept asking more and more of these questions. And eventually, I ended up writing my doctoral dissertation on the use of astrology as a tool for self-discovery in a new age of leadership. So I pushed all kinds of envelopes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They should have known it was coming with your question. Yeah,
1: definitely they knew something was coming. And I chose the most open-minded committee that I possibly could. But it was definitely a challenge because not only the work itself, but I was personally living inside of the academic world and the spiritual world. I was being called to share spiritual truth and knowledge with people. I was being called to help people discover the truth of their souls and their purpose and their reason for them being on the planet, all the while asking research questions. So it was very interesting, the sort of flirting between two worlds. (laughs) But yeah, so that's the long story on the PhD, but I did complete it. And that's what I wrote my dissertation on.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Okay, so a few things here. First of all, the download in the shower, I feel like that's such a fabulous... (laughs) Place to get downloads. Do you normally get your downloads in the shower?
1: (laughs) Actually, yes. And sometimes it's annoying because I want to like write down the idea, but my phone is nowhere around.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you need to like do voice notes or something.
1: (laughs) Pretty much. And it's funny. Actually, it's interesting. I'm very influenced by the water element. So being in the shower is so great and cleansing and I love it. But yes, as I literally clean my crown which is generally open anyway, as the water's hitting my head, I'm like super, super open to messages, which tends to cut my shower short, because I want to go take action.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or you don't want to forget it. That's how I am. So I get a lot of messages driving, I would always get them in the morning driving to work. And I would keep like a pen and paper in my center console so that when I get to a light, quickly write down what came to me. So I totally get it. It can be kind of (laughs) inconvenient, but I guess also what a blessing to even recognize that these downloads are coming. And I wanted to comment too on your dissertation. I love that you were able to bridge the two based on what you were seeing spiritually, and then what you were in school for. I know when I went back for my master's in science of nursing education, I wanted to do the same. I had already gone through my spiritual awakening at that point, but I had to go back to school to get my master's plus work was paying for it. How can you say no? So I wanted to also bridge the two. I'm like, I want to make writing papers interesting and I want to be about topics that interest me. And luckily there's a lot out there about energy healing and nursing and lots of actual studies that have been done. So I was able to use a lot of the journals and reliable resources to write my papers. So I love that when you were talking about that. It reminded me of my days back in school when I had to write papers and I, how I wanted to marry the two just so that, I don't know, I, I maybe like you, but I'm like, well, I'm doing all this work and I'm studying and I have access to these journals. Why not use this time to learn more about the stuff that I'm interested in and how it can apply to nursing? So that's fantastic. Okay. So my third question and you kind of glazed over this quickly, so. But I can't let it go. You mentioned an entity that helped you with this. Who is this entity, and where do they come from?
1: Yeah, I did. I g- <laughs> <laughs> also, I gave you the shortest version of that story I could. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So well. There's a few things I want to share. One, I want to share what I understand as conscious business. And then secondly, what I understand as conscious leadership, because this is the space that I really work in and am being called to continue my work in. So to the first point here, conscious business. So I've been a business teacher for years. That's what I was doing. I spent a whole bunch of money on an MBA and my undergrad was in business. So I learned plenty about, I'm air quoting, how to run a business and how to strategy and all this kind of stuff. Uh But I always felt like "Mm, there's something energetically that people are not paying attention to. Essentially that businesses have an energy signature. In fact, we even call them business entities. So when you Create, you know, an LLC or whatever it is. You're creating an entity, an energetic being. And if I were to say to you, Apple, Facebook, Netflix, you already have an energetic connection to those brands or companies, right? Whether you're consciously aware or not, they have an energy. They carry something. You think of Apple, you think innovation, you know, whatever, sleek design, constantly. launching the exact same product again and again and again <laughs> anyway this is what I think of when I think of Apple you know we think of Exxon Mobil or whatever you drop any company name and you have an energy about it you can feel it so I knew there was always something energetic to business that we weren't talking about or rather the mainstream wasn't talking about so when I was in the shower that day I guess, much like any other entity, any other being like Jesus or you know, Magdalene or others that work with me, that I am aware of their presence, this other energy came to me and I knew that it was my business, the energy of my business, the consciousness of my business. I
0: that.
1: It was kind of this moment where I was sort of being asked, but also maybe told that I have a soul contract with this being and we're going to do this work together on the planet. I am the physical vessel for making it physically appear, But it's his, I say his, because that's how he presented a more masculine energy, but his energy. And I later gave him a name, P, the letter P. My company's name is Path and Purpose. So that's where P came from. Yeah. Even though he's like, I don't care what you call me. (laughs) Exactly. But he's always presented like in my mind's eye. He always presented like a monk on a mountaintop, very relaxed, very calm, never reacts quickly to anything. It's always very, very patient. And I am not exactly like that. So I know it wasn't me.
0: (laughs) He gives the balance.
1: (laughs) I tend to be impatient, actually, (laughs) and I want things done now. And I remember thinking, okay, well, if I'm going to bring this entity to life, you know, physically in this realm. Through my business, I have to build a connection with him. And so I just knew that, okay, my what conscious business looks like is I'm going to learn to channel and become a channel for this entity. It is their desire to do something, create something on this planet. And I have been chosen as the steward, if you will, for this work. Now, it's not just some selfless thing. There's a soul contract. He has contracted to help me along the way. And he sure has lots of soul growth, lots of lessons in patience, lots of lessons in doing things really differently. And that's what I knew. I knew that from that very moment that wow, this isn't going to come from my ego. This comes from somewhere else, whatever I'm being asked to create. And I'm going to do this so differently than I have ever thought about business. And so even today, I mean, the whole time I've worked with P, but even today, when it comes to strategy, when it comes to making big business decisions, when it comes to different offers and stuff, I always bring myself to meditation And call him in as if he were sitting right next to me. He's my business partner. So, yeah, that was an interesting awareness that came to me in the shower that day was like, oh, I'm going to do this really different and I'm going to have to learn about surrender and allowing. And this isn't about my ego wanting things. This is about being in service. This is about learning to be a channel. Which, of course, is not what anyone ever taught me in this lifetime. (laughs) So that was very interesting. And then, yeah, maybe I'll pause there. But I do want to talk about conscious leadership as well. But this is how I understood conscious business. And I just continued to run my business that way. And over the last few years, I've actually helped clients of mine run their own businesses in the very same way.
0: Oh, wow. So they have like their own sort of entity that helps them, their own business Mm -hmm. partner.
1: Yeah, so I mean That's I work awesome. with some clients over the years that are light workers, they're energy workers, they're healers, teachers, whatever, and want to bring those gifts to the planet. And I teach from this space of conscious business, okay, well let's learn to be a channel for this work. And yes, every business entity has an energetic existence and you can tap into it.
0: Wow, what a really interesting perspective. That makes me look at those larger business entities that you had mentioned earlier in such a different way. I really like that. That's really, really fascinating. And what about the leadership consciousness? Is that what it was?
1: Yeah, so the next level to this is conscious leadership. So the one thing that I have learned and spent a bunch of money and time on learning is that mostly our notions of leadership on this planet are antiquated and they are no longer serving us well. Most business schools and many leadership programs, most organizations, the way they even do leadership, is very much about mechanisms of control. manipulation in order to reach certain outcomes. In fact, if you've been in an MBA program or anyone in an undergraduate in business, you've learned about these different theories of leadership management and control. Even the ones that speak about doing it consciously or like spiritual leadership, or honestly, sometimes even the term conscious leadership, it comes from a a consciousness that isn't exactly elevated. We'll put it that way. It's still in third dimensional consciousness of separation and division and control and manipulation. And so the one thing that I was seeing, and especially in my leadership PhD program was like, okay, I'm reading all of these scholars. I'm reading all of this stuff of these different management theories, leadership theories, and... So few of them are actually asking deeper questions about the nature of who we are and why we do this thing called leadership at all, aside from making money. You know, caveat here, there are some people doing some really excellent work, especially over the last couple decades about, you know, mindful leadership and things like that. But the vast majority is not. And so... I think that in order for us to create new earth, in order for us to move into higher frequencies, in order for us to evolve the way that humanity will, we need to conceive of leadership as something very different than what most people think of it as. So for me, leadership is the act of creating space for people to be. But this begs a couple of questions. First, what does it mean to be? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Secondly, what tools, how do you honor one's being, right? So if we're really thinking that leadership is a soul level task in order to help people be, to honor who they are as a soul, to help them contribute, to allow them to share their gifts, right? If this is what leadership really is, which I believe it is, then we've got to look at it in a different way. We need different tools. We need tools that help us self reflect. We need tools that help us actually understand ourselves at a soul level. Yes. Hence, astrology <laughs> was one of the tools. It's, in fact, in my experience, has been the most powerful, not the only one, but in my experience, the most powerful tool of self reflection, self discovery, and self realization that I have ever had. And so that's the connection between astrology and leadership for me.
0: Okay, well, I'm glad that you brought up astrology again, because I wanted to ask you a bit more about that, because it's one avenue that I have been very interested in learning more about, but I'm waiting for the motivation to want to learn it. And so I'm kind of waiting for when I'm intuitively guided. Otherwise, it's just not going to happen. There's too many other things I have to do, but I'm so fascinated by it because I know that it can be such an amazing tool, but there is a lot to learn about astrology with these houses and these, I mean, I can't, you know, there's just, there's so much about it. How was that process for you learning about astrology?
1: Yeah. So first of all, I want to reflect that that is completely true. Most people do not realize the depth of knowledge and wisdom that astrology affords. Most people are aware of their sun sign, right? You go on a date. Oh, when were you born? Oh, you're a Scorpio? (laughs) This ain't going to work.
0: I am a Scorpio.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It actually works well for me. But anyway... (laughs) You know, but people have that conversation or at dinner parties or something. And look, that level of conversation, I mean, naturally is going to ask, you're asking the question, was well, that enough? Is that legit? No, you're grouping yourself as one twelfth of the population, right? And no, not all of you are going to have a bad hair day today. That's just ridiculous. And so people, unfortunately, write off astrology because they're only looking at certain aspects. They don't understand just how deep it is you the soul chose to incarnate in a body in this lifetime with a specific energetic signature. And the moment you took your first breath on this planet, you took in the energy of the time and place that you were born. And it created a blueprint for your life. That is your energetic signature. That's what your birth chart shows you. It is way, way, way deeper than most people even realize. And even people who call themselves tarot readers, I mean, first of all, the tarot is different than astrology. So somebody's clustering themselves as, I'm a tarot astrology reader, okay, they might understand about the astrological archetypes. But... It's something else altogether to actually be able to read. It is a foreign language of many cultures, in fact, and it is just as much a science. And I know some people roll their eyes when I say that, but it is as it is an art, because what we're talking about is patterns of energy. This is what astrology is the study of patterns of energy, as far as I'm concerned, that play out in the human psyche. And so... We can see things about who you are psychologically and what your soul is evolving toward, life lessons, the way that you think, the way that you talk, the way that you show up in the world physically and otherwise, the nature of your relationships, which parts of your life give you the most challenge and the greatest opportunity for soul growth. What kind of work would be appropriate for you? What is your soul's purpose? What was your early life like? You get the idea. Pretty much anything that you want to know about yourself, astrology has something to share with you. And most people have no idea about this. They think, oh, the stars now are doing this. It's causing this. No, 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 no. We're talking about patterns and we're talking about the depth of who you are as a soul, as an energetic being. And so it's way deeper. And to be honest, I didn't know how deep it was until I was starting to go down the rabbit holes. (laughs) And then as I mentioned to you, the speed at which I was learning was definitely not normal because as I mentioned, it was more of a remembering. I would finish a book and then all of a sudden be able to just like do these crazy things and see these symbols and patterns play out in ways I wasn't able to see just 35 minutes ago. So Yeah, it was very interesting for me, but it just tells me that my soul has been doing this for a very, very, very long time.
0: That's fantastic. So I kind of have an idea, but would you mind sharing how does astrology play a role in the work that you do with your clients?
1: Yeah, well, it is central. So in many ways, being an astrologer is like being a coach, although I am not a licensed therapist. In very many ways, it's also like that. Because what's available inside of a chart is, as I mentioned, extraordinary. But you're also dealing with a human being and a psyche that's right there in front of you who has made choices in their lives. And most people, when they come to see an astrologer, are usually in one of two camps. The first, they're just really interested and they love it. And they're like, oh, tell me more. I'm ready. Okay. It might be like spiritual junkies kind of thing. (laughs) And I was definitely not exactly in that camp at the time, or you're going through a major life change and you're not doing okay. So much has shifted, so much has changed and you don't know where the ground is anymore and you're trying to figure out what's happening in your life. It's usually when I get both of those clients... But, yeah, when I'm looking at a person's chart and we're talking about who they are at a soul level, that's one thing, and it's deeply profound. But it's another to look at and validate for someone, yeah, you know, two years ago, this was starting for you, this particular period of time. And I see that some challenges have happened in a relationship. Maybe you aren't married anymore, you know, whatever. You can talk through these things with people and then validate for them their experience and then put it into a bigger context. Yeah, actually right now you're learning about the value of self-love. Right now you're actually learning about this. It takes you out of victimhood mentality and puts you into the driver's seat of your life because at some level, your soul set this game up for you to play. Not that it's faded completely and you've got no choice. I, in fact, I don't believe that at all. I believe that we are beings of free will, our first act of free will, the choice to come here. And you've been making free will choices ever since, but your energy signature, your birth chart, though it can manifest in a multitude of ways, you have a lot of influence over it. And so, you know, to have a, 30,000 foot perspective on your life is a big deal. I'll ground this a bit more. Myself this past year, i would learning lots of lessons around value, what I value in relationships, but also money. And in 2022, I was dealing with a lot of interesting money issues, we'll say. And a couple of people came into my life, a couple of men that showed me some old patterns I was still holding on to. Now, very painful experiences, and this is associated with a transit of Pluto squaring my natal Venus. This is a really slow transit, and it's rare. It doesn't happen in most people's lives because Pluto moves so slowly. But anyway, living in it, I could easily say, oh my God, I'm like broke. I don't know where this is coming from. Or wow, another terrible relationship, blah, blah, blah. But in another perspective, I can take a look back and say, no, I know what this lesson is. <laughs> like, no, nope, this lesson is teaching me about my value. This lesson is asking me to heal my self-worth issues. This lesson is having me stand up for what I want in relationships, etc." cetera. Yes, and that's where yeah. I think astrology can be very powerful and, yes, is a deeply useful coaching tool.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. I think what's also great about it versus like psychic mediumship is that it's tangible and it's all right there. Like you have Mm -hmm. all of your information, right? It's like the name, date of birth, time of birth, place of birth. Is that the stuff that you start with? And then from there, you just glean all Mm -hmm. of this information about this person, which I just, it's, it blows my mind that you can even... I mean, just from knowing that information, tell somebody, oh, yeah, two years ago, this happened to you. I think I I mean, it would probably take like an astrology lesson that we just don't have time for right now. But that's just amazing. And how nice that it's something tangible, even though it could be really hard for the layperson to read when you see a chart, because I've seen my chart before. And to me, it's like gobbledygook. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just like I see a bunch of triangles and lines and that's it. So to have somebody translate that, because like you said, it is like a foreign language. It just blows my mind and it's so cool. And I'm just waiting for that motivation to want to dive in.
1: (laughs) Well, maybe it's this conversation. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, when it comes to looking at a chart, Like I mentioned, there's an art to it. And not every astrologer practices the same way. And by the way, I am a Western astrologer, so I'm using the Tropical Zodiac. It's more popular in the West. It's probably what you're familiar with. It's that circle chart with 12 houses in them. Mm -hmm. But there are different astrological systems. I mean, what we're talking about astrology really, much of it is credited to ancient Mesopotamia and now the practices in India and Vedic astrology, slightly different systems, My focus is definitely psychological and evolutionary. I would call myself an evolutionary astrologer. What I mean by that is I'm focused on people's souls, soul evolution, and their journey in this lifetime. Some people are financial astrologers, and they're really great at helping people make financial decisions. Some people are much more focused on personality things or business development or even synastry work with partners and things like that. Although I do most of that work too. My focus is definitely about you as a soul evolving on the planet. And so not every astrologer practices in the same way. And also, Not every astrologer is as conscious, we'll say, either as others. It depends on your soul gifts and your own journey of evolution. But having said that, it is very powerful. And the difference I want to say, and like really land this for your listeners, is like astrology is not a crystal ball. So if I'm reading somebody's chart, I'm not going to be able to see, oh, you're going to find a pink purse (laughs) two weeks from now. And then it's going to get run over by a bus. This is the most random thing I'd ever said. But anyway, it's not like that. (laughs) It's much more like... Hey, next month, there's an interesting transit that's about tension and power struggle and issues in your relationship that's going to affect your work somehow. And so I don't know exactly what's coming, but something is likely to play out in your relationship with your partner. Pay attention because it's probably going to be stressful, understand that it is going to affect your work, but here's how I would move through it or how you could move through it or something like that. See, that's the level at which astrology is what well, I believe practiced in the best way. Psychic readings can be a little bit different because people are, and there's nothing wrong by the way, I am a psychic as well. And I get all kinds of downloads for people when I do my work, but it's not like I'm seeing the future up- so much as I'm seeing what the forecast is, right? Like your potential for what is to come. And of course it can manifest in an infinite number of ways. But having said that, knowing can be really powerful because then you're in the driver's seat of your life.
0: Yeah. And I mean, what a difference that can make for so many people when they realize that they do have more control in a life that may feel very out of control.
1: Yes. In fact, you designed it.
0: Which I don't know, that might piss some people
1: off. (laughs) Uh, Maybe. But you, not little you, like you, higher self, soul level you, the true essence of your being, for some reason, coming into this earth in a human body was so important for your soul that you chose to do it instead of anything else you could have done. And most people are down on earth in a state of, well, definitely forgetfulness, but also just like feeling lost and feeling like, I don't know what I'm doing here and I don't like it and get wrapped up in all of the chaos of earth. And yet they don't remember that there was a divine reason for being here. And when you have a tool, when you have a way to help people remember their soul's essence, my gosh, I can't think of any more important
0: work. Yeah, that's incredible. And I have had an astrology reading done before, and it was just the things that they picked up on. It was very amazing how, again, just having those bits of information about place of birth, date of birth, time of birth, all that stuff just can give so much information. It's like such an important process of all of it when we selected.
1: It is. And it's fascinating. And like your soul, you are part of that process. And, you know, for most people, if you're walking away from an astrology reading, the experience you're having is one of validation, validating who you are, what you're moving through or have moved through. It's not the case for everyone. Everyone's different. But I've had many, many clients that will sit in awe and go, oh, my God, I don't know how you described this angst inside of myself my whole life that i've never been able to even figure out for myself much less speak to somebody else you know we're very nuanced beings and so your chart may say this one thing here but oh not over here and oh it's a little different there you know sometimes you could say things to someone that come through like you know you have this internal tug for success and achievement but you really never think that you're going to be able to do it because something happened in childhood that made you feel like it wasn't safe. And people are like, what? (laughs) And it is, it's like, whoa, that level of stuff. But then sometimes when you explain the nature of someone's being to them, like, oh my gosh, you're so right. And I've never been able to understand that. I've just always known it. I always thought that was irritating about me. I always thought this was a thing that made everybody mad, but you're right. It is this. That is beyond rewarding to be able to do that for people.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. I think that people really need to see the value of... (laughs) astrology and not just, you know, the weekly horoscope in the newspaper or what you find in the magazines. There's so much more to it. And it's so individualized and so personalized. Like you said, it's not like you're clumped in a 12th of the population.
1: (laughs) No, you're not. And see, that's the thing. I have a love-hate relationship to all of those horoscopes and people who call themselves astrologers online, but really maybe aren't or tarot readers who talk about astrology, but they're not actually practicing chart reading, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I love it because it's popular in the sense that people know about it, but I hate it more because it's a wrong vision or it's reductionist. It reduces astrology, which is full of nuance nuanced and archetypal information and history and wisdom that not everybody can access unless you really committed yourself to doing it. And even then people can practice for years and years and years and still can't. I believe I'm an anomaly, frankly, because I learned as fast as I did and I continue to. But the only explanation for it is because I've been doing this for lifetimes. Lifetimes and lifetimes.
0: I think that's a good way to get over the imposter syndrome, too. It took me some time to realize that I'm not doing this stuff for the first time. Like, I actually have had lifetimes of connecting with spirit or working with guides or working with the elements. Like, I have had lifetimes of this. So, even though it feels new in this lifetime, I have to give myself credit that I'm not new to it in general. I feel like that helps with the imposter syndrome, if you can look at it that way.
1: Well, totally. And I think that was like one of my biggest lessons with imposter syndrome, because you heard my list of degrees, I have been achieving (laughs) (laughs) much of my life. And then all of a sudden, I get to this moment where it's like, whoa, wait a second, there's this ancient wisdom coming through me. And I don't need to use the all of what I've achieved necessarily (laughs) to do the work that I know I'm being called to do. Like it's a total mind bend. And then I'm sitting here going, especially in the early days, it's like, who am I to say I can do astrology? I can say that I am a business teacher and I've got all these degrees and I can say that I am capable of being a school principal, right? Anyway, but at some level, we got to get past the 3D labels. you completed this program. So here's your achievement sticker in whatever form that looks like, a $30,000, $40,000 degree, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But here's your achievement sticker. Now you can tell the world that you can do this. And it's like, that's not how the soul works at all. The soul's like, no, you have these gifts, go share it. And you're like, wait, but how, why? Nobody's going to believe me. Guess what? They don't care. As long as you're there doing it, That's enough.
0: There you go. That's right. Exactly. So, Cam, I'm curious to help wrap up our interview. I was wondering if P maybe had a timeless (laughs) message for the collective.
1: I don't know. Um, Yeah. Give me a moment here. (laughs) He's just kind of smiling at the moment, not saying much like he usually does. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what's coming through, and it's not really me, but it is the importance of stillness. It's the importance of giving yourself space and giving yourself time. Our world moves too fast. And that's by design. Some beings that want us to move too fast, but your nature requires you to slow down. So if you want to know who you truly are, if you want to know your gifts, if you want to bring that to the world, the first thing you need to do is cultivate stillness and then see what comes in the spaciousness that you create.
0: I love that. Thank you so much for the reminder to you and P for your guys' time tonight. I really thank you. I appreciate you. And please continue to do that amazing work that you do because this world could really use it. (laughs) So thank you. Thank you. And that was another episode of A Guided Life Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and until next time, love and light always.